0: Good evening and welcome along to Close Calls on the 42 in association with Air Sport. My name is Paul Dollery. He's Ben Blake and we are here, as you can see from our uh, very beautifully decorated, scale back Close Calls studio. We're here in Copenhagen. head of tomorrow night's crucial World Cup playoff, Ireland taking on Denmark here in the Danish capital in the first leg in the bid to qualify for next summer's tournament in Russia. Ben, this is the, uh, the draw we wanted. We all wanted Denmark. We didn't want Italy, Switzerland or Croatia. Surely it's just a matter of turning up tomorrow night and getting the job done quite easily.
1: That's it. We've talked about it for long enough now. As we saw yesterday, Croatia were definitely not the draw to get. They uh, put four past Greece. They look like they're already one foot in the in the finals. Um, Switzerland are certainly no mugs. Got a win against Northern Ireland, albeit through a very controversial penalty. But, um, yeah, Denmark look like the team that we most likely can beat. So let's go and just do it now.
0: Yeah, as always on Close Calls, we're looking ahead to the the big sporting event of the weekend and there's no doubt what that is over the next couple of days. It's the big one here tomorrow night, as we mentioned. And we have got a a pair of tickets with thanks to Carlsberg to give away to the second leg in Dublin on Tuesday night. And if you want to win those, make sure you just leave a comment on the video below here and uh, leave us your prediction. And if you happen to be correct with that one, you could be heading along to the second leg in Dublin on tuesday now ben we were at the uh the pre-match press conference and stuff today at the parking stadium um not a whole lot really came out from either camp but i suppose the positive from an ireland point of view is that it looks like jeff hendrick and stephen ward who were injury concerns during the week it looks like they're going to be okay for tomorrow night
1: yeah um both missed out early on in the week jeff hendrick had a we were told a glutes problem um and Stephen Ward was resting his knee, it didn't sound as serious, but uh both trained fully yesterday and there were no setbacks and both of them were involved in, in the full session this afternoon. So by all means I think they're they're f- they're fit to play and um barring I suppose the the obvious people who, who weren't involved in the squad due to injuries then he's a f- he's a f- full um squad to pick from.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll chat about the uh, the potential Ireland lineup a little bit later on. Obviously, great to see Jeff Hendrick has put that glue problem behind him. But uh, we'll uh, we we'll hear now from Martin O'Neill some of what he had to say at today's press conference.
2: Martin, you were a coach of uh, Nicholas Bentner uh, when you were in, in Sunderland. Uh, what can you tell us about that time with with him back then? With Nicholas, well, very interesting. Um as only Nicholas can be. Um, yeah, when I got, he had already been, he was on loan from Arsenal. And um, obviously, good footballer, really good player. And when he set his mind to it, uh, he was excellent. He had to set his mind to it, though. But he's... Um, he did it often enough for us during the course of that time. Absolutely, you know. And um, I remember one game in particular. I think it was, might have been, might have been against Liverpool, where he was uh, he was unplayable. He played really, really well, really well. Got us the three points, and um, was really excellent overall. Really fine. Uh, um, stopped the side from being relegated. Played a big, a big part in that, and um, and did really well.
0: Yeah, that was Ireland manager Martin O'Neill speaking today at the press conference about, obviously, uh, Denmark striker Nicholas Bentner, Ben. um, We're assuming Bentner is certainly not going to start tomorrow night and he may not even be involved over the course of the tie at all, but I suppose enigmatic is probably the word you'd use to describe Bentner. He's shown over the course of his career in brief glimpses kind of flashes of brilliance, but has never really kind of fulfilled his potential. He's obviously at Rosenberg now, having been at the likes of Arsenal, Juventus, Wolfsburg, what, what do we have to say about a guy like him?
1: <laughs> like you said, enigmatic is probably the word to use. He's kind of in the Mario Balotelli mould in that, a player that for a long time people expected a lot and kind of uh, hoped for a lot. And uh, in the same way, a player that probably speaks about himself more highly than, than most other people do, he's he's certainly not shy of confidence. And if he is uh, brought on off the bench, he, he's, he's certainly got the quality he could possibly get. A goal here and there but um yeah like you said he's he's not the main man by any means he's these days for Denmark.
0: Yeah, as you mentioned uh, earlier on, we have a a pair of tickets to give away to the second leg in Dublin on Tuesday night. All you've got to do to be in with the chance of winning them with thanks to Carlsberg is send in your predictions uh, and just comment below the video and uh, if you get the prediction right for tomorrow night's first leg, you could be heading along to the Aviva on Tuesday to see Ireland hopefully qualifying for next summer's World Cup in Russia. Uh, We've had a few predictions in already. Uh, Hank Scorpio reckons we're going to be uh, looking at a 0-0 away leg. Dublin game, we'll have a fourth-minute penalty and uh, eighty-six minutes minutes spent defending and hoofing the ball away. That'll do us. Uh, Liam Walsh reckons uh, Ireland have scored away from home regularly enough, so he's going with a score draw one-one. Then we nick a one-nil win on in the home leg. Come on, you boys in green. Ben Symes uh, thinks it'll be one-one tomorrow night. Ireland to score earlier on, early on, and try to hold out, but end up conceding around the sixtieth or seventieth minute. And then holding on for the draw, Richie Huggard. And I tend to agree with you, Richie, because I'm a, I'm a pessimist myself. He's going for Denmark to win 2-1. Damien Sinnes thinks uh, Ireland are going to win 1-0 thanks to Daryl Murphy. And uh, the debater reckons it's going to be uh, an Ireland victory by 115 to 9 points. And uh, we'll take that one as well. Now, Ben, um, from a team point of view for Ireland, obviously David Myler, the stand-in captain for the last couple of games, is a massive loss due to suspension. He'll be back on Tuesday night. But uh, is that the only change we're going to see? Oh, we, we assume Glenn Whelan's going to come in there. What do we reckon for the, the Ireland lineup tomorrow night?
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny that you say like such a a player who, who was a squad player. He, he wasn't necessarily a starter for such a long time. In the last two games, he's kind of stepped up, taken the captain's armband and probably become a really important player. He will be a loss. Um, and plenty of people <laughs> will be probably cursing our luck that, that Glenn Whelan is coming in but look he's done a job for us before and um he's, he's the best we have in in that position right now so he'll almost certainly come in Um the goalkeeper on back four probably picked themselves at this stage especially he's not going to change it just for the sake of it um in a, in a world cup playoff so it'd be probably myler coming in alongside harry arta who had a good game against wales he he was hard-working, tenacious, got around the pitch, and was obviously involved in the goal with that with that step over. Um, those two lads will be the the deep line midfielders ahead of those, Most likely will be a tree behind a, a lone striker, which is what O'Neill has, has gone with often in recent times. So um, James McLean is is probably our talisman at the moment. You could call him that, considering the the important goals he scored. In qualifying, uh, Robbie Brady, who was up alongside Martin today, will be likely to play, and Jeff Henry, who's shaken off that injury, will probably make up that trio. So, in the strikers' role, then is it Daryl Murphy? I'd probably say yes. He's favourite to get it. He he played there the last two games, and although he got the two goals against Moldova, although he didn't have huge luck in Cardiff, he still put in a shift and. Um, Shane Long's kind of goal drought hasn't ended yet he's still without a goal since February for club or country so I think um, I'd most likely go with Murphy especially not that Sean Maguire was was likely to start but the fact that he's not around kind of makes
0: it um, more favorable for for Murphy yeah, no. know you've been looking at the the potential Danish lineup as well. They've had a new manager come in bef- ahead of this campaign and it's not quite as easy to predict. They've had a lot of changes, not just in terms of personnel but in in terms of their systems and formations as well. What are we likely to expect from them?
1: Yeah, they, even through this campaign they've changed the system. They, they began it with a 3 at the back end, a 3-5-2. Um, in recent months when they've had most um, success, they've played a 4-3-3 with um two hard-working midfielders um william fist and uh, thomas delaney kind of sitting more so with christian erickson giving plenty of license to get forward then you'll go with two wingmen and um a man up top it just depends on the personnel i
0: suppose Yeah, you mentioned Christian Eriksen there. Obviously, everybody knows that he's the main threat to Ireland tomorrow night. He's been in fantastic form for Tottenham. Probably doesn't uh, get the credit he deserves in terms of being up there with the world-class players. Maybe he needs to go to a big tournament and maybe he needs to win something big with Tottenham for that to happen. But he's certainly a major threat to Ireland tomorrow night, as I said. And uh, we actually heard from him earlier on today. Um, He spoke about the possibility of Ireland uh, doing a man-marking job on him tomorrow night.
2: Man marked a few times in in my career so far. Um, I don't know if Ireland will do it. Um, yeah, like I've been asked before, I don't really mind if they do it. And uh, then there's more, probably more space for some other players and the players we have and the quality we have. I think we could take advantage of that. But again, it's an Ireland decision, and for me, it doesn't really matter. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was denmark's playmaker christian Eriksen speaking at the pre-match press conference at the Parkins stadium earlier on today ben uh, as we said he's the, the the main danger to ireland tomorrow night but uh you've been looking at some of the other danish players who might be uh, a big threat to us as well
1: yeah as i mentioned there thomas delaney he, he doesn't he's not a, an attacking player um by nature but he he does score goals he got a hat-trick against armenia um in the recent qualifiers he kind of gets into the box at times um i was also looking at um it, they they've got a really top level defender andreas christensen who strangely enough may not start he he's playing at chelsea after two seasons on loan at Borussia Mönchengladbach um he had a an, an excellent game against manchester united in in the win last weekend and um he's probably going to be left out um with um Denmark going instead with Bjalland who, who plays for um, Brentford. Uh, another centre-half, who he, he's favoured alongside uh, captain Simon Kerr. So it looks like they've got talent at their disposal, and they don't even necessarily have
0: to use it, you know. Yeah, keep your predictions on tomorrow night's game coming into us because uh, if you get the, the score right, you could be heading along to the second leg in Dublin on Tuesday night. You could win a pair of tickets uh, with courtesy of Carlsberg. So keep your comments coming in on the predictions for that. We've got a few more here. Uh, John Carroll is watching from Rice Lip, home of the, the GA in London. Know it well myself. And uh, he reckons Denmark are going to be beaten 2 1 tomorrow night. We'd settle for that, absolutely. John Giles, I'm assuming not the John Giles, as it's going to be 1 1. Damien Cash, nil nil. get up about that, says Damien, and Noel Cullen says keep Eriksen out, uh, 1-0 to the boys in green, and uh, Kevin Doyle, I'm assuming also not the Kevin Doyle that played for Ireland, for some unknown reason, I'm feeling confident, Denmark 1, Ireland 2, the Danes to go 1 up in the first half, but we come out strong, get one back, and then sneak a second in injury time. Uh, a lot of optimism o- uh, about the Ireland fans there uh, from what we're seeing so far. De- ben, I know it's a big deal for you as well to be in the same country as your your fashion icon, the man you base your look on, Th- Thomas Graveson.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also the home of Tuborg, a fine beer.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and uh, certainly cost a pretty penny over here. Uh, Thomas Graveson, I mean, a fine player back in his day with Everton, Celtic and of course Real Madrid. Uh, apparently quite interestingly you now he's obviously retired a good while but he's living in Las Vegas uh, having invested in a, an online gaming company is uh, from what we hear w- worth 80, 80 million at this stage out in Vegas so he's living the life out there and uh, listening to Off the Ball during the week with uh, Kevin Kilban who obviously played alongside Gravison at Everton he recalled a time when uh, Gravison, who was apparently quite a character arrived at the Everton training ground and started launching fireworks at some of his teammates on the training ground so that's the kind of guy he was but um Speaking of uh, you know, potential hard men, and uh, Gravison was probably uh, falsely known as a hard man during his playing career, but Ireland's kind of tough tackling approach has left us going into the game tomorrow night with 10 players on yellow cards, which is a. I know Roy Keane tried to play it down during the week and said, you know, it shouldn't uh, affect a player's approach to a game, but if you've got 10 players potentially missing out in the second leg by picking up a booking tomorrow night, that's surely going to be playing on the minds of some of the lads.
1: Yeah, you're, you're undoubtedly kind of walking a bit of a tightrope. Um it's been talked about throughout the week as you said Roy mentioned it he said that the player shouldn't be thinking about it and just kind of going out there because if you're if you're going out there and you've got it in your head that you you can't go into a full-blooded tackle then you're not going to be playing to the best of your ability and um, with ten, the likelihood is we, we could easily pick up a suspension or two for the return leg in Dublin but there's nothing really you can do about it except kind of get on with the game, is there?
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Now, uh, yesterday in Dublin, our man Gavin Casey went along and he caught up with the legendary former Denmark and Manchester United goalkeeper Peter Schmeichel. His son Casper will obviously be in goal tomorrow night for Denmark, but uh, here's what Peter had to say on tomorrow night's game.
3: We've seen many, many teams uh, in the world that's got one or two players. We've seen Montenegro, that, that best two players, when they were playing, they beat everybody, right? They beat us in, the, in, in Copenhagen. And then one of them got injured, and the other one in the second game we played got injured as well. And then certainly, Montenegro was very ordinary. Now with Ireland, it's a team. You've got so many players, and, and the players they play within a system that they're used to from the clubs, it's not like they have to change a lot. So, so the confidence going into the game is high. You know, they're not, I mean, I have experiences from from when I played for Denmark um, where I would play one kind of football playing for Manchester United, I'd come back and it was a different kind of football we played with Denmark and I had to change my way of playing, I had to change my expectations to the players that were playing immediately in front of me, of their capabilities and what they could do in the game and what I could ask them to do. Uh, So certain things I needed to adjust all the time. And I think that went for everyone. With with Ireland's team, they play as close as they, they do in their clubs. Uh, and it's, it's. A, I'm not, I don't want to use the word old-fashioned, but it's a very traditional way of playing. And it's sometimes that's much easier when you're being drawn in from everywhere to play two games in 10 days. It's much easier to, to sort of play more traditional, keep it more simple, because... The more people in the 11 that understands that, the better the team will perform. So you might not have, you know, the Christian Erikson or the Zlatan or but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I don't know. I have, I have no rational answer other than an emotional loan for my heart, and I hope that Denmark will be.
0: Yeah, that was the former Denmark goalkeeper Peter Schmeichel giving his verdict on tomorrow night's game. Uh, a legendary keeper, been with Manchester United back in the nineties, the best keeper in the world back in the day. Do you reckon? Back
1: in the day, undoubtedly, yeah. I know now a lot of people would say um, Buffon, just because longevity. I suppose he's been round, but like you think of an iconic goalkeeper from for our generation, anyway. Like growing up, he was he was definitely the one.
0: Yeah, no, we got into Copenhagen yesterday, Um, haven't had much of a chance to get out in a boat just yet because the weather here has been uh, typically kind of Irish, so uh, it's been a a, a bit too rainy for us to go out and explore, but there are a lot of Irish fans in town, we've seen a few around, and uh, I know they've been out and themselves and we're expecting from what people have been saying around 8,000 Irish fans in here but the, the ticket allocation is only 2,500 and I know the Danish association have been putting out messages all week saying that Ireland fans if they do manage to get into the Danish section of the ground they need to keep uh, keep a low profile and if they do have tickets that they might not even be allowed in so uh, it could be interesting on that front but uh, I'm sure the Ar- Irish fans are going to get in somehow and have been.
1: Yeah, when it comes to Ireland fans, where, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, you do often hear this um, about kind of way allocation, and if if you get in, you might f- cause trouble. But at the same time, you very rarely hear anything being done about it. But w- we've kind of heard a couple of stories in the last few days of fans like getting tickets taken off them and stuff because, like the DBU said, like if, if you're in the home section you won't be allowed to be there. So it, it's just a case of if you get your hands on tickets, I suppose, kinda keep quiet and <laughs> sit in your hands when Ireland scored that winning goal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the the parking stadium it holds thirty eight thousand, um it's a pretty small allocation that Ireland have got. Although the the record attendance for the park stadium was twenty years ago and it was for a Michael Jackson concert. Sixty thousand people were in there, so uh yeah, there's a bit of useless trivia for you. But um we're going to wrap things up now. Uh, we're going to look for a prediction from you, Ben. What kind of game are we going to expect tomorrow night? What's the result going to be? Is it going to be a thriller or is it going to be bad?
1: Is it ever a thriller in Ireland? There, uh, look, I think it will be probably an nervy enough game, but I'm going to go all out and say that we're nick a one nil win away from home and go and go back there and, and grind out the, a, a draw, I suppose, at home and, and go through.
0: Yeah, that'll certainly do us anyway tomorrow night. Come on, you boys in green. This has been Close Calls in association with Air Sport. Thanks for watching, and we'll chat to you again soon.